This is Turtle on a Fence Post, a virtual mentorship podcast for people that don't have a mentor in their lives, but would like one. I'm your host, Ty Jones. All right. Welcome back, everybody. Sorry, it's been a little while since my last episode. It's not for lack of uh, taking notes and having material. I've got a very large growing list of topics that I'd like to talk about. But today I want to talk about willpower or, as I like to say, discipline. So I'm going to tell you a little bit about my background and um, and hopefully tie it all together. I I remember learning when I was young that people were either talented or they weren't. They either had it or they didn't have it. And my dad would often point out how talented particular athletes were. He'd say, oh man, that guy's just a, he's God-given talent. He's just, he doesn't even have to try so good. And he really liked that. Um, and unfortunately for me, I tended to be talented at athletics. I picked things up very naturally without very much coaching, I excelled at things. And this is something that my dad often celebrated in me. I was praised for my talent, but I really don't remember being praised for hard work. I mean, outside of actual physical labor, mowing lawns and digging trenches and that sort of thing. But as far as athletics go, the, the hard work was not celebrated. The talent was. One of my dad's favorite movies was The Natural, with Robert Redford. And in fact, at one point, when I made the Little League All-Star baseball team, my dad bought me a new Easton baseball bat, and he scratched a lightning bolt onto it with the word Wonder Boy right under it. The message was pretty clear. Talent is very important. And it's not that I didn't practice a lot. I, I mean, I put the work in. It's just that the underlying message was always that the most talented people will always win, and that if you don't win, you must not be very talented. I'm going to take a small aside here, just something that I've been wanting to say in at least one of these episodes, is that a big reason that I started this podcast was because I know that there are a lot of kids out there that were like me. They, they either don't have a dad in their lives to mentor them, or their dad is so wrapped up in himself that there isn't much meaningful mentoring going on. And that latter was my situation. I know there are also a lot of single moms out there that know there's something missing from their kids' lives, and they just don't know how to provide that missing piece. And I hope that this podcast fills that need, at least in some small part, in those kids' lives and possibly those moms' lives. I know that I personally could have used it growing up. I've, I've had to turn to books and scrape together mentorship and try to gain wisdom for myself through experience, school of hard knocks. And if I'm really honest, I've had a hard go of it. Not as hard as some, but harder than others. And so I guess the point is, I get it. And I just hope that I can make a difference. But let's get back on topic. Okay, so talent. I absolutely wouldn't deny that there are people that walk among us that are just simply incredible in some way. They seem to possess superhuman abilities without even trying. They can run faster. They can jump higher. They're stronger. They put on muscle faster than anybody. They sing better. They have perfect pitch. All of these things. But I also believe that in most cases, those are not the Michael Jordans, Paul McCartney's, Steve Jobs that we think of as talented. 
In fact, I think the natural ability that, that many of these people are born with is a detriment to them. I think it hurts them. It's like winning the genetic lottery. And how many people that win the lottery end up as great stewards of their unearned gains? Most of them squander it and end up broke a few years later. I mean, it's, it's so well known that lottery winners rarely end up happy in their lives that why would anybody even play the lottery? Yet we do. <laughs> we all want to win the lottery, but we know that it's probably not going to end up well for us. I guess it's because we always say, well, it would be different for me. And it's the same when it comes to talent. Talent is a lot like wealth. It can be inherited, but it can also be earned and it can be developed. So the question is, why are some people successful while others are not? Is it just this genetic hand that they're dealt? Does it depend on how naturally gifted and talented they are? Or does it depend on their environment? Does it depend on who raised them, what their parents were like? In 1972, there was a very famous experiment that was performed at Stanford University. It's the famous marshmallow experiment. If you're not familiar with it, kids were offered a small treat now or a better, bigger treat if they could wait a few minutes. And I, I believe the, the treat was like one or two small marshmallows. And then the bigger treat was either a pretzel or bigger marshmallows or more marshmallows. It was their choice. The kids that exercised willpower and had discipline were tracked through the years. They were found to be statistically far more successful in life in a number of ways, in a number of metrics, than the kids that didn't have as much discipline. And those metrics included things like, you know, health, happiness, success in their career goals. And there have been a lot of follow-up experiments since where the subjects were primed. So one of the, one of the uh, criticisms of the original experiment was that the kids that exercised willpower were in an environment where they felt like they could trust authority figures more. And so the, the, um, the thought was that, well, then the results of the experiment weren't as meaningful. And so what they did is they primed the kids. And by priming, I mean they, they gave them an experience that was not, it was official. I mean, it was part of the experiment, but not really part of the experiment. So they took half the kids and they were promised something. And that, that promise was purposefully broken in the days leading up to the experiment. So... The experiment was still the marshmallow experiment. They didn't change that, but they primed them by breaking a promise to those kids to, to basically give them the message, you can't trust authority figures. The other half were promised something where the promise was kept. Now, not surprisingly, the kids that felt they could trust the premise of the experiment did better at exercising self-control. But there are a couple of really important conclusions that we could draw here. First, it doesn't matter why someone has discipline. It's potentially the most meaningful predictor of their future success in life. It just matters that they do have discipline. And secondly, for parents out there, for mentors out there, for people in authority positions out there, being a trustworthy person that provides a stable environment matters. If kids can trust you, they're more likely to have willpower and discipline. 
So if you're a teacher and you're not honest with your students, they're less likely to have discipline and willpower and work toward goals. Keep that in mind. David Goggins is a guy that I've really enjoyed following and reading his books. And for those of you that don't know who he is, he's a retired Navy SEAL. He's an accomplished ultramarathoner. And in 2013, he held the world record for the most pull-ups in a 24-hour period. I think it was 4,030, if I'm not mistaken, in a 24-hour period. So this, this little quote from him pretty much sums up his thoughts on discipline, motivation, and talent. He says, and I quote, Our culture has become hooked on the quick fix, the life hack, efficiency. Everyone is on the hunt for that simple action algorithm that nets maximum profit with the least amount of effort. There's no denying this attitude may get you some of the trappings of success, if you're lucky, but it will not lead to a calloused mind or self-mastery. If you want to master the mind and remove your governor, you'll have to become addicted to hard work because passion and obsession, even talent, are only useful tools if you have the work ethic to back them up. End quote. If you read his book titled Can't Hurt Me, you learn that David grew up a very troubled kid with an abusive father. He had some awful experiences as a kid. He struggled and he failed a lot before he found traction and began to master his self-discipline. And he probably had a hard time with, with discipline and self-control because he learned to not trust his environment, that hard work doesn't pay off. It doesn't matter what you do, you're screwed was kind of his attitude. If you had seen him, though, as a, he worked as a pest control worker, he was overweight, and he just wasn't very motivated. But if you had seen that, you would have never predicted that he would go on to graduate from Buds, become a Navy SEAL, set a world record, become a best-selling author, a motivational speaker, etc., etc. So for you, what does that mean? It means if you look at your life and you have failed over and over, which we all do. Just remember that just like David Goggins, there is greatness in you. I really, really believe that each of us has the capacity to do amazing things, the capacity to do terrible things, and we also have the potential of, sadly, not doing much at all. It really all comes down to the choices that we make. Those choices steer us in the direction that we choose because we made those choices. And there's some ramifications there for ownership of those choices, but I'm not going to get into that right now. In your life, you have hopes and dreams. I know we all do. And some of us dream bigger than others, and that doesn't matter, but you have your dreams. You hope for something more. And when you start making a plan to achieve those things, They become goals. And the difference between achieving those goals and coming up short or not even starting at all is simply discipline. Discipline is the catalyst that sparks action. Often that action leads to more action. It leads to motivation and it leads to success. But that spark, taking that first step, sometimes the next few steps, is determined by will. It's determined by your willingness to make a decision and act on it regardless of how you feel. 
My favorite book of all time, for me personally, I don't know if it's the best book for everyone in the world, but for me, it's my favorite book. It's titled Feeling Good by David Burns. And in it, he asks the reader, which comes first, action or motivation? And most of us would intuitively say motivation. I know I did when I was reading the book, but he claims that is reversed. And when I look back on my life, I'd have to say that he's right. Action comes first. If you wait around for motivation, you may wait a lifetime. You have to take action. So here's my advice for you today. Know that inside of you lies so much more potential than you can possibly imagine. But to unlock it, to become your best self, you must take action. And taking action is rarely something you'll feel like doing. But if you do, if you do it on a daily basis, you will become one of the elite. You will become disciplined. And that is the jet fuel that will take you places that you can only dream of. Thank you so much for joining us for this episode. If you like the content, please share with people in your life that might benefit. And of course, consider subscribing and leaving up to a five-star rating. We'll see you next time.